to start by crowning God from our spirits and um, we just want to have a look at Psalms 96 please welcome to Apostle Sunday 1st of May and welcome to the month of transformation and as you worship the Lord this season I pray that the God of transformation will transform you even into the purpose that he has brought us into his household in Jesus name so the psalmist says sing to the Lord a new song sing to the Lord all the earth sing to the Lord praise his name proclaim his salvation day after day declare his glory among the nations his marvelous deeds amongst his people for great is the Lord and most worthy of praise he is to be feared among the gods so this morning let's open up our mouths and let's pour out our heart to God and sing to him a new song and tell him thank you Lord God because you are the God who has created us who has made us for this purpose you are the God who has come and you are worthy to be worshipped you are worthy to be praised you are worthy of adoration you are worthy of honor Lord you are the creator of the ends of the earth you are the God of creation the king the Lord the Lord of my life the one to whom my praise and worship go the songwriter as the songwriter will say my hallelujah belongs to you Lord King of glory you the one who deserve my glory the glory the glory of my life the glory of everything that that happens you the one who has the whole world in your hands you the one who created the world and shaped it by your word Lord oh God my hallelujah belongs to you for you are great the songwriter says great are you Lord and greatly to be praised and so we thank you for this month we thank you for this month of transformation we thank you for Lord God Almighty the houses of God Father where people have gathered to praise your name we thank you for the expectation we have this morning we bless your name oh lord god almighty we worship you and praise you for great are you among thy gods who is like you you are glorious in holiness you are fearful in praises lord we exalt your name we worship and thank you and we say lord god almighty this morning father lord we have come with an expectation and lord god almighty that which you have proposed lord god almighty for us this month this month of transformation even the word that you bring to us, O oh God, Father, they will be seasoned, O oh Lord God. And Lord, they will bring forth fruits worthy of transformation, worthy of repentance. Lord, O oh God, we exalt you and worship you. We thank you, King of glory. We declare your glory among all the nations. We declare your glory among all the nations. We praise and worship you, for you are God, and you are good, and your mercies endures forever. We thank you for joining mercies. We thank you, King of glory, for those who are worshiping over the internet. We thank you for the mighty things that you are about to do this month. We praise you, God. We thank you for the healings. We thank you for the transformation of hearts and mind and spirits. We thank you for the truth that you will deposit into our spirits. We bless your name. We exalt you, King of glory. We thank you because out of the mouth of babes and sucklings you have ordained praise. And Lord God Almighty, the praise that you have ordained, oh God, 
King of glory will come back to praise you, O God. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Blessed be your name on high. Thank you, King of glory, for in Jesus' name we have prayed this morning. And the saints say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Still in the mode of prayers, we look at uh, Luke 24. I will read verses 44 and 45. Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Praise the Lord. We thank God we have the privilege that uh, we have the old gospel. I mean, that time, in the time of Jesus, it was the law of Moses and that which which is written by the prophets and the Psalms. But today we have both and then the, the New Testament. We want to pray that this morning, as a man of God, we speak, that God will open our understanding. Because when we look at it, Jesus Christ told them about his crucifixion and his resurrection, yet they even forgot. But we pray this morning that God will open our understanding, because Jesus appeared to them, and the Bible says their understanding were opened of the scriptures specifically. And not only that, we pray that God will bring fulfillment concerning our lives because Jesus Christ said all that was written about him was fulfilled. That means we have everything, so many things written about us. We want to pray that today God will not bypass us and there will be fulfillment. Let's begin to pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, we pray, Lord, that we open our understanding of the scriptures as your servants will come, O God, even unto the pulpit. Lord, Jesus Christ came to the disciples and he opened their understanding standing. Father, we are here, O God, able to learn from your faith. Father, we are here, O God, to learn of you, to learn of you. We pray, Lord Jesus, open our understanding. As many as we enter into this auditorium, we pray that the understanding will be opened. The understanding will be opened of the scriptures, of the scriptures. You will remind us. You will revisit us. You will renew us. We have a new understanding, O God, of every word, of every book that will be spoken, O God Almighty, from this pulpit in this morning. Open our understanding, Lord, that we will not go back the same. Almighty Father, we thank you because Jesus Christ told the disciples that all that was written about him must be fulfilled. You have written about us, O God Almighty. I want you to begin to proclaim what has been written about you. Peace has been written about you. Jesus Christ said, my peace I live with you. He said, my peace I live with you. Let's begin to proclaim the peace of God to every situation, to every circumstances that in today's service, as a man of God will speak, as a man of God will speak, that the peace of God, of God will comfort, the mercy of the Lord will comfort. Father, we thank you, O Lord, because the Bible said in Isaiah 9, it said there is no more gloom to those who are in distress, no more gloom, no more gloom. In today's service, we declare, Lord, that there will be no more gloom, there will be no more gloom. Anyone in distress, we pray, Lord, that we be deliverance. We pray, Lord, we deliver.
deliver. We pray, Lord, you will shine your light. We pray, Lord, darkness will be taken away because the Bible says there is to be no more gloom to those who are in distress. Father, we thank you because Jesus Christ came and broke every shackles. He broke every shackles that in today's service, shackles will be broken. Inside the oppressed will be set free. Healing will take place. The Bible says, oh God Almighty, that healing is your children's bread. Lord, as we are here, as many as are sick, it has been written about us that healing is our portion. We declare your healing. We declare your healing. We declare your healing upon everyone, oh God, that we enter here, oh God. As many as are in distress, Almighty Father, we pray for your aspiration upon us, oh God. You promise us, you say you will deliver and save. We are here unto you, oh Lord, in today's service, that you will deliver, that you will save, that you will restore, that you will refresh in the name of Jesus. Lord Almighty, we pray that a fresh oil will come upon us, oh God. Oh God Almighty, Father, we call on you, the maker of heaven and earth, that we will not go back to descend in today's service, oh Lord, that today's service will be remarkable in our lives, in our lives, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we lift you high, oh God, and we know, oh Lord, that we go back rejoicing, because we said in your presence there is fullness of joy, the fullness of joy that is in your presence, you will release unto us, oh God, and we go back rejoicing after today's service, oh God, and we will not remain the same. We thank you, we worship you, O oh Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I will take you my prayer point from the book of Isaiah, chapter 1, and I'll read verse 3. The ox knows his master. The donkey is owner's manger. But Israel does not know. My people do not understand. When Paul the Apostle was Saul, he had zeal. He had the knowledge of the Torah, but no understanding. But when he encountered Jesus, there was transformation. He had clarity of purpose, and he was able to mix that with his zeal and fulfill his destiny. We are going to pray this morning. It is our month of transformation. That as the word of the Lord shall come forth this morning, that you will encounter God like never before, such that there will be transformation in every situation in your lives, in the mighty name of Jesus. Shall we lift up our voices and pray this morning? To encounter God in a new way. Father, Lord Almighty, we pray, O God, as we gather in your presence this morning, O Lord, we pray, O Lord, that we will encounter you today, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus, that as your word shall come forth, O Lord, you will grant us understanding of your word this morning. And in our understanding there shall be transformation, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Now Paul the Apostle, when he was saw, he had zeal, but had no knowledge of who you are. But when he encountered you, O God, there was transformation. He got clarity of his purpose and was able to fulfill his mandate. Father Lord Almighty, let there be clarity, O Lord, this morning. Reveal to us, O Lord, this morning, in this our month of transformation, O God. Let us encounter you, O Lord. O Lord Almighty, let us experience your visitation this morning. Visit us, O Lord. Visit our 
lives, O God. Visit our situation, O Lord Jesus. Grant us understanding, O Lord, of who you are in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we pray for an encounter with you this morning. Even as we begin our month of transformation, let every heart be transformed this morning. Even as they hear your word in the mighty name of Jesus, let our hearts be ready to receive from the throne of grace, O God. Let our hearts respond to your word this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. That as your word shall come forth today, O God, there shall be transformation in every life, in every situation, in the mighty name of Jesus. We will encounter you today, O God, my Savior, in the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Holy Spirit, breathe on us afresh this morning. Grant us understanding of your word, even as we gather in your presence this morning, O Lord. Grant us understanding of the word that will come forth this morning, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, Lord Almighty, we pray, let the Holy Spirit breathe on us afresh this morning, in the mighty name of Jesus. We will receive from the throne of grace today, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord this morning. We are all welcome before the presence of God. And I believe that God is enthroned in this meeting already. So let us act as the psalm says in Psalm 95. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving. Sing for joy. Shout aloud. Come before him with thanksgiving. And extol him with music and song. Why? The Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belongs to him. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Striking us again, come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. Bow down, kneel. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word. With this in our heart this morning, uh, with an uplifted hand, let us just start the worship as we read the book of Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell therein. For he had founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart. Who does not lift up his heart to what is false, nor swear deceitfully? He shall receive blessing from the Lord, and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors that the king of glory may come in who is this king of glory 
the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Amen. Sing the book of Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you gave them their food at the proper time. You opened your hand and satisfied the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen.
face of the earth today, the sword of judgment over Europe, the proclamation of God's supremacy over the kingdom of mortal men. But for you, it was your month of transformation. It is your month of grace. It is your month of mighty manifestation and revelation. Heaven over you will rain down rain. The clouds shall burst open over you. The drizzles from the presence of God shall fall upon you. It is called the dew of heaven. It softens the earth so that you can burn. In this season, your life shall spring forth. The Lord will single you out from among many. The banner of God shall be over you and your household. The shaking upon the face of the earth shall not affect you. The Lord will hasten up that which has spoken concerning you to fulfill. It is a blessed month. Doors of hopelessness shall be shut. Doors of manifestation of hope shall be opened. Double doors of opportunity shall be opened unto you. The Lord will go ahead of you. He will level the mountain. He will make every crooked path straight. Out of the bosom of the heart of the Father, His grace shall be lavished over you. According to His promise and covenant for the month of May, this is your month of transformation. Everything about your life shall be transformed. Your family transformed. Your health transformed. Your spirit transformed. Your mind transformed. Your household transformed. Illumination will come where there is gloom. And light will shine for you where there is darkness. The powers of this age will have no dominion over you. Manipulation of Satan in the last days shall fail over your heart and mind. The spirit of truth will guide you to all truth. The path that is set by the devil shall be shut. And the gates of bronze and the bars of iron be broken loose. The treasures of darkness be given unto you. And your days of agony and suffering is over. For your labor, hard labor, in this month of May, the Lord will give you trouble. Instead of your regret of the past, the Lord will give you compensation. Heaven will open your heart to understand what God has provided for you. So shall it be unto you. Increase in knowledge, increase in understanding. Increase in the power of heaven. Increase in the encounters of heaven. So shall it be unto you. In Jesus' anointed name. 
Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. Hallelujah. Welcome to our desire. Put your hands together for the choir. You're going to sit down. Amen. What a beautiful faces I'm seeing in Church of God. Fantastic people. People of great greatness. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen forevermore. You know... Can I say that camera two is... Are you camera two? Just lock up to me. Don't move. Follow me only. So you, your subsidiaries, to do other things. You know, today is the first of May. And I remember that I promised you some few months ago that in May, I'm going to start to teach you about satanic strategies in the last days. Of course, I did a bit of introduction to that topic about two or three weeks ago. Why should I teach you about satanic strategies or satanic operations in the last days? It is because... Every human being on earth, those who don't believe in God, they believe that there is a devil and there is a God. They are claiming to be some good force and some bad force. (laughs) All by the devil. And uh, we understand the fact that the battle of this world is between those two entities. You have known so much about God. But many Christians do not know about the devil. And because when you are ignorant of your enemy, that enemy is more in, is in a more advantage to you. Because the enemy can encroach your land, he can, he can afflict you, he can control your mind, but you don't know he's the enemy. So, I begin to teach you today on the topic devil exposition the broad topic we are looking at is satanic operation last day but today's topic is devil exposition now there are some of you who have questions in your heart about many things for instance why should a christian you know suffer affliction why should a christian marry and look forward to a better future and that marriage is shattered by 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 I mean God shattered why should relationship in the church which was based on trust and confidence become a relationship that is now assassinating one another and people are backbiting and you know some people sit in the seat of God to judge other people 
Why should you have discord in the church? Why should husband and wife quarrel to the place where they cannot resolve the matter? And they have to go in their different ways, both suffering for what they have deprived themselves. Why should children be disobedient to their parents and a young, vibrant life taken away and eventually it seems as if the life is going fine and the enemy comes in and crushes the life? Why should a Christian pray for the gift of the Spirit for so many years he can't get it? Why should a Christian be jobless for so long a time? Pray, pray, pray before he gets a job. Why should a Christian be doing business and put all his energy and strength into the business to no avail? And for years, all the money you should have used to do better things is sapped into this business and only to discover that all your wealth and potential money is gone to oblivion. Why should a Christian determine to do a good thing in his heart? And he pursues it and after some time, he just gets fed up and he can't finish it. Why should Christians take decisions that will destroy their future? And people are telling them that, no, this is not the right way, but they insist on that way. And then they get into that decision only to regret in their future. Why should a Christian hear the word of God and not implement it? Why do you have all this misery? And a good number of Christians are always confused. They are just managing to live, co-exist with, you know, ungodly manifestations, sorrow, sadness, sigh. Why should all these things happen to Christians? I'll be dealing with this and answering your question, the question of your heart, in this lecture. But, you know, before we go into this lecture, I want to introduce you, introduce this lecture by giving you a preamble about yourself as Christians. And then I will go to devil exposition. You see, the reason why believers run into all this problem and they are not able to resolve it, you will tell me and agree with me, it is because there is an entity called the devil. If you look at the book of First Peter, chapter 5, verse 8, it says, Be self-controlled and alert, your enemy the devil, 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 your enemy the devil. So which means your husband is not your enemy, your wife is not your enemy, your child is not your enemy, your friend is not your enemy. It means your enemy is who? Come on now, open your mouth and answer me. Say it loud. Change shall be broken during this month. You will be free in your soul forever. I will teach you how to tie the lion of your life, chain him down at your garden, pluck out all his teeth, and remove all his nails. So that the only thing he can do is just to roll. But he has no ability to hurt. He has no ability to maim. Your enemy is the devil. Not your friend, not your wife, not your husband, not your children. To those of you ministers who you have suffered situations that you build the life of some members, you spend the whole of your life to help them, 
And when they got comforted, they stabbed your back. It is not their fault. It is not their fault. I want you to understand that one of the tactics of Satan is deception. Deception is to present to you a counterfeit target. And when, as much as you are attacking something else, and you ignore the real enemy, you lose the battle. Your enemy is coming from this side, but you are hearing his attack from the other side. So you turn to the side, you hear the attack, and you keep on shooting all your bullets here. He is behind you, pursuing you. How long will you overcome him? Certainly he will take you down with one of the three bullets. This is the problem of believers, of Christ. Let me help you know. From today, any man that turns against you, any man that tries to hinder you, remove the facade and look behind the facade. Not that man, but his spirit behind him. Now, let me help you know this. God will help us within a brief time to sort these things out. That scripture says your enemy, the devil, what is his duty? He prowls around. Prowling around means when a lion wants to get his prey. You see them duck and then they start to walk. All cats do that. They start to walk gradually. They start to walk gradually. Waiting for the prey to be in striking distance. They will never run after a prey because the prey will escape. To run after a prey, to get a prey, they have to stalk the prey and stalk the prey. And when the prey does not know the bush is moving, they know the bush is moving, but because they cannot see the lion that is, that is stalking them, they keep on doing what they are doing until the lion gets to a striking distance to them before the lion jumps. By the time the lion gets up, the appearance of the lion will terrify them and, and paralyze them. Before their brain think, could think of escaping, the lion has caught them at a speed. This is how it has been to many Christians. But it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. That scripture tells me that the lion prowls around like a, the devil prowls around like a drawing lion looking for someone to devour. And that someone is you all the time and me. Satan is always hunting for God's people. You know, you cannot, you cannot think too much about it because he hunted for Jesus too. From the day Jesus was born, he, he wanted to kill him. But he was speculating. He didn't know why and where. And so he entered into the king to kill all children born during that period. Okay? Through Herod. And Jesus, the, the angel had come before that and taken Jesus to Egypt. And when Jesus was hidden in Africa, when the time that Herod died, it's very interesting. God had power to kill Herod straight away. He didn't kill him. But he moved his son to Africa and allowed Herod to remain until the day of judgment that we come and meet him. Because God has appointed day for judgment. God is not like us. 
And so when the Herod died, he sent an angel to, 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 to Joseph and said, the one seeking for his life, take the boy back, because the one seeking his life is dead. Now, you thought Satan would leave Jesus then. As Jesus was growing, the devil was talking after him and waited for an opportune time, which is when he now was revealed that this is the Son of God. And then he came down from the mountain full of the power of the Holy Spirit. And so Satan now came that I will do as I did to the first Adam. He took the authority from first Adam. Man got into his demise. Some of that time we'll talk around this and about it. But I'm introducing the message today. So, he came to Jesus. He tempted Jesus. And he used the word of God against Jesus. But the Bible says Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. We understand about the record of Jesus at the age of 12. He had read the whole Old Testament at 12. So when Satan came to him, he came to him by himself first. If you are the son of God, turn these stones to bread. And Jesus did not reason with him. And Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone. It is written in the Bible. Every temptation he gave Jesus Christ, Jesus referred the devil to the Bible. Which means there is no temptation you can have that does not have a reference in the Bible. But you see, Jesus knew the Bible from the age of 12. One of the not, not, you know, normal behavior of believers is that they just go to church, they don't read the Bible. So when you don't read the Bible, and you don't know the Bible, you don't have any weapon to fight these beasts. The reason for fellowship, praying together, and Bible, is this, one of the reasons. Come on, let me tell you. When Satan finished tempting him, he continued to talk after Jesus Christ. We all know this. Until the cross. But there is something you must know. Every temptation that God allows Satan to tempt Jesus is as it is written. So are you too. And me. God will not allow a temptation to come to us that we cannot overpower. That he has not given us the power to overcome. But our ability to overcome it, I will show you in a minute. Why do believers fail? Why do all these calamities and woe happen to us? Is it in the intention of God? No. Because this is God's own will. When God sent a spirit into a womb, you will know this from the book of Psalms, that God will write a destiny and put into the spirit and send the spirit into that family. Everyone into the family. But the destiny that God had reached out which is a, a fetus who becomes a child and then born may not have anything to do with the family because the, the boy or the girl can be born in a very derelict home a very you know uncommonly home even by prostitutes abandoned by the roadside picked up by another person because somebody will reject a child and throw that child away to the dustbin and somebody else will pick that child does not, in, you know, defy God from writing the destiny. God still writes the good destiny. And that's why you see some people who are not born with silver spoon ruling those who were born in affluent 
you know, prosperity. But you see, between the journey of birth to manifestation and to death, Satan, your enemy, prowls around looking for someone to devour. Look, if you look at what this scripture says, it says, resisting family. And this is where many of you feel will look very much detail into what is the meaning of resisting the devil. But for now, let me take you no further. Don't forget the scripture, First Peter chapter 5. And well, the whole of chapter 5, but you read from verse, verse 6, very interesting. The second scripture is this. Second Peter. Chapter 1 verse 3. What does he say? His divine power has given us everything we need for what? Hey, let me hear your voices over there. Shall we read that scripture together, please? Whose divine power? Say it loud. Whose divine power? You know, I love the word divine when it's used to qualify God. What he's saying is that indefatigable God, indefatigable, in, uh, uh, uncompromising, uh, a pure, uh, uh, um, you know, uncontestable. God is God. What God says is binding in heaven and on earth. What God says does not respect any opinion of man. What God says does not depend on your frailty or your ability. And what God says about you, hear it. The divine power had made provision for you before you were born. The provision made for you covers your two existence, your life, which is your body, your comfort, marriage, happiness, success, and your godliness, which is your conduct, attitude. Now listen to me. There are some of us who have been programmed in our human mind. As we were growing, we picked up those programs from various influences, and they have become a set way we think. But that set way is of the devil. And so, it has earned us a lot of pain. Even sometimes, that set way of thinking, you think you are right, really, you are trying to protect the truth. Who are you to protect truth? You have suffered agony and pain unnecessarily because of one of it. Somebody behaved in a certain way and it became a, a problem to another person who is a, is a third party. Does, is that right? The person who had the bad behavior is not having headache. You who are the third party receptor, you are the one now having headache. To the place where some people 
invite sicknesses to their body. Because they are trying to think that how can a person do this? How can a person do this? That's what you are doing. I wonder when you became God. To know why a person should do what he's doing. The fact is that you need to understand and say to your brain. That the devil is after everybody. And people have been programmed by the devil to behave a certain way. It takes heaven to deliver that type of thought in them. So, when they exhibit so thought, exhibit those words, and they behave according to the pattern the devil has programmed them, as a Christian, you should not be bothered. You should not be bothered. Can you change the heart of a man? Answer, no. There is no way in the Bible that tells you that go to the world and change their mind. He said, tell them. And he said, the Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin, of judgment, and of righteousness. So when did you become the Holy Spirit? Having spoken, and you sit over that one to be convicted. This is one of the set traps of the devil. I would mean now. Understand this. I was speaking with the leaders yesterday. You know, you are all members of CFT. Let me tell you this, and I can I can I can inform you. The Lord visited me 38 years ago. 84. And the Lord came to me now that I should saddle my ox and get ready and prepare my people because we're about to enter the destiny. All what you are seeing is child's play that God has done in CFT of tonight is child's play. It's just like, you know, digging down. God is preparing the infantry that will shake these nations, that will go from nation to nation, breaking their walls and shaking them. And God has prepared you for a long time. You don't know what you carry until when this time is coming. He will open the cage and the birds will fly. You know, I told you one of these days, I don't know whether it's last week, Sunday, that look, if you are in CFT, don't I beg you for yourself, not for me. Because you know, in CFT people go, people come. In this country, the, the number of people that have been turned around in CFT is about 20-something thousand since we started. And there are, many of them are still within London. And others are in other, other parts of UK. And some have moved to Canada to other places. But CFT continues to go. So, I'm begging you for you because, you see, it will not be a good story to say that I used to be one of them when God glorifies the house. For the glory, God will give it. There's no doubt about it. God will give it, one, because my message has not changed. And it cannot change. God will give it too because the people are listening and they are operating what I'm saying. And we have testimonies among you. Not just Apostle Williams. I was in naming ceremony yesterday. I don't know whether you, you guys are connected to it. Uh, Dick and Jason. You need to listen to that testimony. Listen to that testimony. Where, let me just give you a little brief. The testimony is that, you know, they are waiting for the fruit of the womb when they got married. And we are praying for them. But when the appointed time came, I was passing them and God said to me to tell, tell him that by this time next year you are carrying your baby. And then she, he said, Amen, Amen, Dad. He left. Then formally we have prayed for them, but now I spoke. Now, after leaving, what happened is that the, the, uh, the wife passed by mommy. Mommy was not there when I spoke. Mommy said, I've been praying for, for you and you will, have, you will carry your baby soon. And then as mommy was coming down, he saw the husband and said, I just told your wife a prophecy. What is it? And he said the same thing. He said, I said that. Now, let me tell you the mystery. 
the baby was conceived. They waited first day, first, second month, second, third month. The wife said that, but if the baby has to be born, he has to be conceived. This is the last month the baby should be conceived. So that the nine months should be the twelfth month. But the baby was not conceived that month. And the husband said, why worry yourself? God has spoken. It will be. They conceived the baby, all right, on the, uh, is it fourth month? Twelve, twelve plus nine, twelve plus nine, uh, uh, nine minus twelve, that is three, isn't it? So they supposed to conceive the baby three months after the word, but they conceived the baby at the fourth month. So that the time the baby should arrive should be after the one year, which is this month. You know what happened? With, uh, with, in the midst of many things, I just want to say this, there are so many things attached to that baby. Suddenly they called us last week. That the, 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 the sister was in the hospital. So why is in the hospital? They said uh, she had high blood, high blood pressure. Her pressure went to 190. I said, okay, is that all? What does the doctor want? They said 140 over 80. She went 190 over 90 or something like that. The doctor said that, you know, when they uh, uh, tested her, everything that should happen in complication when you have such blood pressure did not exist. But the blood pressure is there. That's okay. So, what did they want? He said, what, maybe 140 over 80. I said, what were you having before? She said, 124, 25, 130 over 75. I said, okay, by tomorrow you have 125 over 75. You want to, you have it tomorrow. Go and sleep. She went to bed. When it came in the morning, the exact figure, as I have spoken. The exact figure. Now that threw the doctors into more confusion because they have taken something from her body. The doctor said, 60, no, there are 60 years of medical practice. That doctor is one of the authorities in the world. When I mention his name, those of you who are medical will know him. And even the others will know him in the globe. When it comes to fetus issue. So, they now examine the baby. Examine all the functions that, all what she's suffering from. What should happen to the baby, none of it happened. And the man had to speak that. I've never seen this. So, they now call consortium of doctors, those who are learning and also to come and be doing the research that, how can this happen and the baby is not this? So, the second day. They saw the blood pressure come down. They said, okay, we, we will still monitor you. You know, that's what doctors said. Because this can happen, this can happen, this can happen, which is not happen. They suggested it can happen. Okay, no problem. And suddenly they said that. My telephone rang. They said they want to induce her. I said, induce her? They said, yes. They said, because of this may happen, this may happen. Oh, that might. said, if they want to induce her, let them go ahead. So, they said, Okay. Go ahead with your induction. They induced her. When they induced her, they began to tell her and the, 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 the brother, the Jason, you know, more terrible things. That we have to operate her. I don't know. Jason said, no. That apostle said, your, your labor will be 30 minutes and you will, no knife will touch your body. 30 minutes and no knife will touch your body. So, they induced her. Then they called us, they said, uh, now they are talking about cutting her up. I said, no. He said, I've told them they're not cutting her because God said no knife will touch the body. I said, good son. So, 
Why do they want to cut her? They said they need her to dilate 8 centimeters. I said, what is it? 4 centimeters. They have told them before that tomorrow if you don't dilate up to 4 centimeters, we will open you up. But when they came, it was 4 centimeters. I said, ah, this is interesting. This is not expected. After 4 centimeters, okay, you know, um, we will, we will, we will watch you. If you don't dilate by 8 centimeters by this time, we will open you. They are in the business of opening people. So they called me and I said, when did they say 8 meters, 8 centimeters? I said, okay. I said, you'll get 8 centimeters before that time. Don't worry, nobody will touch her. Well, by the time doctors came at that time, she said centimeters. Ah, you are 8 centimeters? We don't expect that. And they said, okay, 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 you have to reach 10 centimeters. Do you understand that kind of stuff? <laughs> uh, you know what they can do? He started praying in tongues straight away. He's not praying in tongues in the hospital. You know, he's a, he's a counselor, and that is his word. All nurses know him. He had to shift from political correctness to spiritual correctness. I would mean now. He said, he told the doctor, the nurse was that, you are, what are you doing? He said, look, doctor, you do your thing. Nurse, that's yours. This is my own kingdom. This is my baby. And I have to do my thing. God's way. And, you know, suddenly the, the womb opened. While they were still going to prepare their knives, the womb opened. He said, now, the wife now said, I remember daddy said, I will have 30 minutes labor. She said, he said to me, he said, I didn't feel the pain that they say women feel. That's what God said, that your labor will be like the Hebrew woman. And she said, when I remember that, I said, yes, it's time for you to come. I took a big breath and my baby came out. That's how the boy was born. And the girl was born. But now see the mystery of the Lord. What he had done in the midst of us. Christ with tabernacle. Then the Lord spoke to the man. How many months is this? That baby will be born within a year. This is the month. Twelve months. The baby is supposed to come next month. But to fulfill prophecy, she came early. So, doctors pick her up. They check everything that a baby came like this. You'll be in incubator, they said. But that baby is taller than normal nine months baby. Bigger than nine months baby. So, they had to say that. Well, we don't say. They did all check. The baby is all right. Nothing to treat in this baby. So, they said the second day, take your baby home. Take your baby home. I say God is in this place. You have testimonies on Friday. God is in this place. So that's the reason why I'm teaching you this. So that Satan cannot rob any one of you. You have a CFT have a destiny. CFT did not come about because some people were failures somewhere and they, they, they tried to, to make money, they failed. So they said, Let's start a church. This is not how this church came about. It came about by divine revelation of the Lord Jesus, who appeared to me before mortal man. Let me tell you something. And we're about to enter. This is the reason why I have to help your mindset. So that your mindset will be such that Satan cannot cheat you. It's good enough I see you okay. Physically. But it's better for me. When I don't see you in your home, you're happy. You're okay. You can manifest the power of God. It's no more just praying, 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 nothing happened. Or just coming to church as a routine. But operating in the power, in the presence of God. That is what you are for. That's why you are here. The, the reason why you are here is to become like Jesus Christ on the face of the earth. So you must know the secret of the devil. That's what God tells me. 
God's divine power has given you everything you need for life, for godliness. But he says, through our knowledge of who? Of Jesus. Not your head knowledge. Not your head knowledge. It is your knowledge of the word of God that entitles you to divine promise. It says, for what God has provided, you can only access it when you have the knowledge of God. Look at the knowledge of Christ. To our knowledge of Him who called us, which is Jesus Christ. Look at the next verse. It says, through this knowledge, He had given us His very great and precious promises. You cannot know the promises of God unless you have the knowledge of the word of God. (laughs) You cannot. Let me give you an example. The case of many Christians is like this. You had a neighbor, for instance, and you are so good to this neighbor. All the children are gone, but she's your neighbor. And you took care of this woman so much more that when the woman was going to die, she willed all her will to you, which is her inheritance from her ancestors. You live in a small room in New Cross or Peckham in a tower, and you didn't have much money. Even that room, you are struggling to pay your rent, looking for job, many other jobs to do. And the woman died. But the lawyers didn't understand. They didn't know who was this will promised to. So they believe sometime the one who is entitled to this will will show up. They did all searches. They couldn't find who you are. And you continue to struggle. Continue to suffer. And you went to, the, to a company for a job. And it was the law firm. And they took you as a cleaner. And you started cleaning. Of course, you were doing your job diligently. Until one day, a senior partner was chatting with you. And, who are you? And you told your name. I said, excuse me, please. Could you repeat your name? And he said, you said, oh, this is my name. And he said, where were you living at this time? And he said, oh, I was living in this address. And the senior partner happened to be one of the trustees, by law, of this inheritance. And he said, come up, sat you down. And said, can you give me evidence that you were living in this place at this time, and this is your real name? And you came, brought the evidence to your heart. Is your employer to your heart. Maybe after all this, they will give you a little change to increase your salary. And suddenly, the senior partner called the meeting and invited you. You came into the board meeting only to discover that by the identity of who you are, do you know this woman? Oh, yes, she was my neighbor. And you spoke so well of her. We were so close, I took care of her till she died. And then they say, 
Are you aware that she wrote a will? No. Okay. This is the will. This woman has a very big mansion in Parkland. She has this in Wales. She has that which she inherited. And she will it to you. We are the trustees. From the reward of our being trustees, we earn a couple of millions every year. But the whole estate is yours. What will happen to you? You will cry. You will weep. You will collapse. You will wake up. You will look around. It will seem as if you are in a dream. Isn't it? And when you've gone through all that, and it now dawned on you that this is true. This lawyer can lie. And of course, they changed your clothing. They took you to the house where you should be living. From one bedroom in Peckham or New Cross, in the tower, you were given the key of a big mansion in Parkland. With the cars there, with servants there, I'm sure that person will be pinching himself every day. So are you. Everything you need, your God has given. He's given you. He's given you. Not only for life, but for godliness. The height you should reach, He designed it. How to get there, a template, He wrote it, buried it in your spirit. Waiting for you to discover. Every human being that will help you on your journey, He had created them. So what do you think the devil will do? Is to scheme as he does. To turn you against somebody who should be your future helper. Because of a little argument. Alright? To walk through some people and slander your name so that somebody else will just hate you who should love you. Isn't it? To make you just walk away from a good relationship because of little argument. Or little offense. Let me tell you, there are some people who someone has been with you, he's been doing good, he's been doing very well, been doing very good. You sing praise of that person, and suddenly the person did one thing wrong, and you forgot all the good he had done, and you begin to expound on that one wrong thing. Come on, you think about it. You did many things against God, he forgave you, and only one thing someone did. Because of that thing, you spread slander about the person. You lied about the person. If you start spreading slander out of malice, malicious hatred, you will begin to lie about the person. Trying to convince others that the person is truly evil. You will forget that you have been washed by the blood of the Lamb and the saint of the living God ought not to enter that territory. Because Satan is working on your mind. Listen to me. Is that not what a good number of us are falling a victim of? No wonder the enemy struck and some fell into his trap and they are bound and they are afflicted. Listen to me. You need not to be like that because divine power, the power that gave everything to you is infallible. Nothing can stop it but your ignorance. That's why it says my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Listen to me. The devil exists. Whether you argue it, 
or you don't argue it. It has nothing to do with that. God exists. And the two powers are contesting over this world. God created the world. I will show you the origin of Satan. Satan was not created by God. It was a cherub that was created. Satan became Satan by his decision. And I will show you in the Bible. Therefore, if God divine power has given you everything you need for life and godliness, there is no reason why we should not we should not operate in what is given. But let's see for that. He says, through this knowledge of Jesus Christ given to us, we are able to participate in his divine nature, which is from the promise. We can participate in divine nature and escape corruption in the world. Caused by who? Who caused the corruption in the world? Give me your attention just for a few minutes because I'll soon be over. You know, when you are lecturing students, what Satan always does is that the very key thing that you will need in the exam, when you almost get there, you will wander away. And then the lecturer will say it. And then you come back. You lost it. You lost it. This reason why some people underperform in education. And then you discover that it's only one opportunity, only one's lost. Give me your attention. Give me your attention. Satan hates people like me. And I believe we are in the same company. Hey, 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 I didn't hear you. Does Satan love you? <laughs> the thief has come to kill, to steal, to destroy. We will not allow him to rob. We will not allow him to steal. We will not allow him to destroy. We will not allow him to kill. After we have shut the door against him, we will go out and deliver those under his chain. God sent you to a family. You survive in that family. You accuse others for clinging on you. Who would they cling on? Excuse me. Oh, you have to take my life first. Yes, your life first. Your life first. But did Jesus not say, and the Bible tells you, however, there should be no poor in the land I'm taking you. Then he said, if there is a poor man there, it is your duty to what? Help him. You are sending money to other nations for poverty. Your own blood that is poor, you ignore. Who is behind it? Lucifer. The day you go to your graves, unfortunately, they may begin to share your money behind you. Listen to me. Did Jesus not say, who is your neighbor? Whoever you can help, that's your neighbor. Am I correct? Jesus didn't say you should give your life to live, live to them. But if God provides for you and you have access to give out, who do you foresee? The one in your household, God said. The one in your household, God said. It will be, you will be a Christian hypocrite if you have poverty in your household and you are helping people on the street, feeding them in London, and you have in your household, you didn't do anything to them. So that money should be evenly spread. You help this and you help that so that your hand is everywhere. Rather than giving a bulk into one, you give little, 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 little. If you give 100 pounds to 10 people, 10, 10 pounds who are in adverse poverty. You have 10 people telling God, thank you. 
Are you with me now? Those ten that tell God, thank you. I think by the principle and the, uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the uh, mathematical calculation of the Bible, uh, ten which is, one which is, ten, <laughs> one which is a thousand, and ten which is, two which is ten thousand. Two, ten thousand. Two, ten thousand. So ten which is how many? A million. Isn't it? People come to you for help. Why me all the time? Don't you understand? Would you want God to change you so that you are in their place? And they are in your place. If you cannot give at the time, why would you question God? Why don't you say with sincerity, I cannot help you at this time. And keep that help in your mind when you are able I said, come, come, come. I'm able now. Oh, well, I don't need the help anymore. Good. You direct your help somewhere else. Why should you allow Satan to use others to make you to sin? Let me give you this. In CFT Church, listen to me. I told the leaders yesterday, you know, I teach you to succeed in life because your success is my peace. When I see my members succeed, I'm happy. I'm happy. That's why if anything, if any member of CFT fool me, something is going around you or trying to, I will fight to the last drop of my blood. Some people, I, they want to go for interview. I'm, in, I'm praying on my knees throughout that interview and they come out, you know, gallantly. Because that interview has suggested they have suggested that there is an opposition that is standing there. That opposition, I will kite on my knees. They come out of that interview and they are, they, are, they are successful. A good number of you. Listen to me there. Now, therefore, what about all of you here? You know, for coming to the church at all and sitting as you are sitting, don't you know that I am fulfilled? I'm happy. I come out there. When I went to New Cross today, I was at the door shaking their hands and hugging them as they are coming in, those who came late. Shaking their hands and hugging them. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So by the time I said, I said, yes, come in. I shake their hand and welcome them. All the children, you know the children, they say, hey, Apostle, kids like this. I hugged all of them. So, I made sure that, you know, when you start to hug children, you can't leave one. You'll be the greatest sinner on earth. <laughs> so I hug all of them. And those kids, I mean, I love them more than the adults. You adults, God bless you. But you see, those kids, <laughs> I love them so much. Because the kids are pure. The kids are pure. They can never tell me that apostles are moving on. <laughs> really, if you take them away from me, they will fight you. <laughs> They will fight you. They sing apostle on their dream. So I was, I, was, I was hugging them and welcoming them, their parents and everybody. And so, I told them and I tell you, do you know that you're coming to the church, you're sitting on the pew, it makes me happy. I celebrate you. However, there are others who are recording me now. They decided to do that. 
That man is standing there. He decided to do that. There are ushers who ushered you. They decided to do that. There is a choir who would make sure that they lead us in worship before God. They decided to do that. They are professionals. They all have their duties and they have married some of them and children and stuff like that. But you see, I appreciate them. But you who just come here, sit down, say prayer, say amen. I'm not angry with you. I can't say because you don't join the group and then I begin to lambast you with names. All of us came sitting at the pew until God touched our heart and told us to join a group. Isn't it? Answer me now. So don't judge my members for me because they are not in the department. Don't, don't, don't let me judge them. Just leave them because I enjoy you coming. You know, sometimes when I pray for you, when I do meetings here, and the power of God comes, God visits this place, and I begin to pray. I always pray for those who did not come. Don't you hear me? When unction comes upon it's different from when I'm just teaching you, you know it. When I begin to make declaration, I say, Father, even those of them who are not here, I will include you because I can't afford that you miss God. You know? If you miss God, who suffers? It's me who suffers. Not because you give me money, but because my duty is to make sure you, you fulfill the destiny of heaven. And Satan cannot rob you. Rob your family, rob anybody. Are you with me now? And sometimes, when unction visits me, those who have left this church, you had me pray for them. You had me bring them to that prayer. Oh, somebody stabbed me at the back. The back is for stabbing. As long as you didn't die. They stab you at the back. You, the wound will be healed. People stab me at the back. I remember when they were good. People who rebelled and left. I remember when they were, when they were good. And I'm sorry for their living because they do not understand that the enemy is the one taking them from covering from covering. I don't know any minister. I cannot talk about any other minister, but I can talk about Alfred Williams. It's not my business to talk about any minister. I stand before the creator of heavens and the earth. No joke. The one who sent me gave me job description. I stand by it. And he stood by me. And he stands by me. So, I pray for those who have left. Because what made them conspire? the devil. Why? He wants to rob them. That's all. I see them in function. I greet them. I hug them. Even one of them, I went to Ireland. I was going to hug him. He was going like this. Don't fall. I'm not so anointed as to fall people. <laughs> I want to just shake your hand. I went up and shook his hand. Drew him to myself. That, Why are you falling? You are not voodoo man. I hugged him. Even those who are voodoo people, when I hugged them, they were shaking. They didn't fall. They only were shaking. I pray for you. Do you know why? Jesus forgave me bigger debts. I know what I'm telling you. So, if you accuse somebody who had been cordial with you, people who have served you, even your family, or who have been friends to you for years, and because Satan caused a little rift, and you now hate them, you are in trouble. You now wish them evil. You are in trouble. You now pray against them. You, are, you have entered the snare of the fowler. And nobody enters that snare and escape. 
While I do not agree with what they have done, but if there is any power in my, in, in my jurisdiction to help them, I will sincerely help them. I may not go to their company because the Bible says have nothing to do with wicked people or workers of iniquity. I may not be in gathering with them. But I greet you, hello, how are you? I'm okay with them, I'm not. You know that you are, if you are 3,000 and 1,500 leaves, it means that the food for 3,000 will be, will be having surplus for those of you who remain. You understand what I'm saying? To manage 3,000 people is harder than managing 1,500. So, if people leave to me, maybe God permitted it. God didn't tell them to leave, but God permitted it. So, my burden over them is relieved. But then, I have nothing against them. When I bend my knees before God, I pray for them. I pray that God will not let Satan rob them too long before they come to sanity and come back to their family. And when they came, I've told you, church, don't ask them, oh, we haven't seen you all these days. Are you a watchman over people? Somebody has not come to church. You didn't ask him. And for a long time, he now came. You just leave him where you are. You continue to inform from where you are. You don't say that I didn't see you all these days. What about if somebody is doing something sincerely wrong and you tell him, you tell the person, the first thing, tell him the second time, then keep your instruction to yourself and just pray about it. Just pray about it. Don't let the conduct of anybody pollute your righteous mind. That's what I'm telling you. So, in the department, somebody has been very committed, very committed, very committed, and then the person said, I'm going to school to do this course. You and I know that the commitment may be broken. Yes? So, you are head of the department. You just tell the person, don't worry, we will support you. We will assign others to take care of your duty so that you are supported. And if the person finishes what he's doing, he comes back and says, now I'm available. Use them. Don't be angry because they are not available. Are you with me now? This church has passed through the place whereby Apostle Williams will play the guitar. I will play the guitar. Oh, the guitar didn't come. It doesn't move me. But what I've taught all of you is this. Serve the Lord your God with your heart. With your whole heart. I have to work out my salvation with great fear and trembling. And you got to work out your salvation with great fear and trembling. If you say to me, oh, I couldn't come to church because I went to this place. I will not ask you for that question because I don't want to lie to me. I don't want to be a collaborator to incite you to lie. So I just believe what you say. But you will know in your heart whether what you are telling me is the truth. And with the God you are serving. I don't want anyone in this church to serve God under duress. Don't. Don't. I gave example about some, some women in church when they were great, you know, they are, they are now uh, 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 the senior citizen age. Pastor Debbie, Pastor Adiola Bilu, Mommy Oma. Here we raise our children. And when they are raising their children, because we, they follow us. With our children we are raising, we are coming to church, we are doing our job, we are doing everything. And their children too, the same way they raise those children. But they are cool. I was saying to them recently, let me tell you. But in this age, at that time we were paying 18 pounds a week or 20 pounds a week for baby uh, minder. And then the government will give all our babies food. 
If we have money, government will still give them food. They take care of those babies. But today, the babies are grown up women and men. They started something years ago. They are now paying 1200 for nanny. Is that correct? Can you imagine? So, the person who is paying 1200 for nanny, it's possible that when they give birth, husband and wife recognize that our income cannot service our family. And they have to get other jobs doing. Some are blessed by God that they have very good salary. Alright, we're not equal. So, the one who has to get another job to be able to sustain his family is a member of choir or a member of ushers or Joanna or, you know. You will understand that they may not be able to do as they used to do before or in technical group. You just saw them because not everybody is bold to tell you that, look, this is what I'm going through in my family. I will not be able to be committed. And you saw them. You didn't see them. She said, why didn't you see you? Oh, I have to take another job. You don't have to ask her, why did you take another job? You're not talking to a baby. And nobody appoints you police of Christ at Abanako. Are you with me now? Say, why did you take another job? Don't you fear God? Who told you that the fear of God means don't take job? No, 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 no. Where did you read that in your own Bible? Hey, I'm praying for you that you, are, you have backslided. Where did you get that from? Your head. God deliver you. God deliver you. You know why? You didn't put yourself in the shoes of the other person. And you didn't think about all circumstances that surround you. And you are quick to judge your brother. I know you didn't want to come to church. Where did you know that? Holy Spirit don't reveal things like that to pastors. Holy Spirit is not the business of revealing the person who doesn't want to come to church. It's not his business. He <laughs> deals with the people he can see. So why would you allow all those net of the devil to determine or influence your thinking to the place whereby you accuse others falsely or you judge people who are serving God with sincere heart but they are passing through their own times and seasons? Let others go through their times and seasons while you give support to them. I would mean, if someone is doing something before he couldn't do it anymore, you should understand that you can sit down with the person and sincerely dialogue with the person to ask the right question. Sister, what are you going through? Brother, what are you going through? And let the person speak to you. And listen with an open mind, not with a heart of condemnation. All those condemnation in church is brought by Lucifer. Are you with me now? Same thing with relationship. Husband and wife. You know, I told you some principles yesterday, and I keep saying about it. The major three pillars, transparency, cooperation, collaboration. Be transparent to your spouse. Allow your spouse to be himself or herself. So that you can synergize. So there is not one man ruling the house. Two people give birth to children. No man gets pregnant and give birth to babies. Collaborate and cooperate. Not one of them rebuking the child and the other one watering that down. You see, these are tricks of the devil. 
And then a family that should enjoy their life break into pieces. What about sometimes that family have to stay apart because of circumstances? It happened to me. You know, my, my, I have to be in London and mommy had to go back to her work. And Pastor Elizabeth was very small and they took her away. They took her away from me. She was my jail. She was my, my, my crown. I don't have any other person at the time. I haven't given back to other children. So, but when they have to go, I know they have to go. I know that by virtue of my circumstance, I could not handle her anymore. It's a small baby. I don't have breasts to give her. Isn't it? It's my wife that has breasts to feed the baby. Take, take the baby and the breast feeding away. So they were with my mom. And she spent good time with my mom at that time. And then my daughter started falling ill. They took her to the hospital. They could not know why. God bless doctors who have modern medical sense. They went to the doctor of Nigeria Airways. Very, very mature doctor. The doctor said to, to my wife that this girl, you have been bringing this girl to this hospital, but she never get. We don't know what's wrong with her. We do every test, she's perfect. He said, Where is her father? Oh, he said, Her father is in England. Oh, the doctor said, Do you know something? Take this child back to her father. Maybe that's the issue. All right? But you know, at that time that my wife was not with me, I couldn't do many things that I used to do when she was with me. Isn't it? So, what about if the church kicked me out at that time? And say that you deliberately do not do all these things I used to do. My circumstances changed. That's why I'm telling you this. You have to understand people's circumstances. And coexist with them. And collaborate with them. And sympathize and empathize with them. That is what is called love in church. I would mean. They brought my daughter back from the airport when I, when I went to greet them. You would think she wouldn't recognize me because she had left me for some time. She was very baby. <laughs> Someone said blood smell. I carried my daughter. And she was so happy she clinged on me. And I won't tell you what I did to get home. Because you don't want to hear that. I didn't know that about highway code at the time. You understand? So we drove home. So when we got home, I would put her in her court. She would refuse. She wants to sleep with me on my bed. You were here on her wedding. When I told her that that night, I would come and sleep between her and her husband. <laughs> because she would do this. She would do this. She would do this. But in those days, after my wife left her with me, she doesn't want to go with my wife anymore. That is, the girl doesn't want to go. I have to readjust myself now. So I have to become a single father. My wife had to go back to her job. So I have to now take her to nanny, pick her up from nanny, and still do church work. And I was practicing land surveyor. So my commitment in church could be affected Though for me, God gave me grace. I was able to do it. But there are some others who don't have that grace. 
And when their downtime come, the reason why I'm telling you this is this. Remember the time you were down. Don't validate yourselves. Don't accuse yourselves. Celebrate one another. Don't allow a mistake someone did to become their, their definition. They have done better things than one day mistake. So that you will not be sick unnecessarily. If you don't keep malice, there are some sickness that can never attend to you. Most infirmity we have is because of our misbehavior before God. Like people who worry, they have hypertension. Why would you have hypertension? Because of worry. Why do you worry for what? What you don't have. You don't have it. Anything you had before and you are deprived of it, turn your back away from it that it did not exist. Both wife and husband and children and property. Oh, I used to be rich before. It's not a problem. God is the one who takes you up and brings you down. But you will not die that down. He will take you higher. Are you with me now? You must understand the mindset that God wants you to operate. He wants you to be happy. God wants you to be healthy. You have to be happy. There are people you greet, they won't greet you. Leave them, but don't hate them. Everybody doesn't take your greeting. They say, take your greeting and move on. Jesus said it. You will go to your house. He said, peace be unto you. They said, you are pieces. Take your own peace. Leave their pieces and move to the other house. But you have nothing to do with them. Don't let anyone defile that your mind. You don't have to mind. You need sanity in your mind to operate the kingdom power. You need sanity in your mind to operate your destiny. You need sanity in your mind to be in a position that devil cannot do anything to you. You need sanity in your mind. But let me say to you, the faith of the father cannot redeem the son. Neither can the faith of the wife redeem the husband. This is where we are. So we are looking at this. Evil desire is caused. Corruption is caused rather by evil desire. I can tell you too many things. But today, I want to prepare your heart for the journey. I have spoken to you a little bit about how Satan tactically abuses human mind. Are you with me now? And I've given you information of how you can tie the devil down. You can still be yourself before God, regardless of what the devil is trying to do. Instead of sitting down and keeping sleepless night, not sleeping, because you are thinking about what somebody did which you cannot solve. Eh? You can't solve it. Then you now fall sick. Who is being punished? Can I say this to you? Yesterday, some of you were not here. Well, yesterday we were, we were leaders here. It was my 39th year wedding anniversary with my mama. I met that girl 39, oh, 49 years ago. I met her 49 years ago. We, we have two ceremony for wedding. We have the wedding of, you know, when we met. She had been the anniversary of when we, were, when we met. I met her 49 years ago. And next year will be a golden jubilee of meeting. I will have married her five years after my wedding. That's my first proposal of marriage. But whatever happened is that my father-in-law just didn't like me. So simple. It's good. He trained my hands for war and fingers for battle. And when I conquered him, hallelujah somebody. <laughs> and then we became best of friends. 
I became his choicest son over his family. And then, of course, you know, the 39 years of reign was rulership of two entities. That is why that kingdom remained. It was not the rulership of one man. It's the rulership of two entities. Fifty years to know a person. You know, you really know him. I really know her. It is a lot of perseverance. Somebody was working with us, you know, a young man doing repairs in my house for a few months now. And he came to my, my wife and said that, you know, I like the way you people behave in this house. And my wife said, how? He said, I've never seen you quarrel. <laughs> my wife said, what do we quarrel for? He said, I wish you come and talk to my wife. We quarrel about almost everything. And my wife said to him that, young man, you know, we have disagreement too. But we have mastered in Christ how to live together and accommodate one another. That is, my wife should be my wife. And I should be me. And both of us should be under God. So that where we disagree, who prevail? What did the Bible say? And also leave time for a person to change, if he has to change. Allow seasons for mistakes to reoccur, and do not take offense when those mistakes reoccur. I think that is what is called love, isn't it? Am I correct? For God so loved the world, He what? To the people who are cursing God, He gave His only Son. People don't believe in Him. Who talk against Him? He gave His only Son. And you and I in the church, how many times do we make mistakes? And you go back to God, Father, I say, yes, son, what can I do for you? He didn't say, but yesterday you did this, didn't you? So why are you calling me now? Have God spoken like that to any one of you? I can't hear you. So let us be God. Be imitators of who? As dearly beloved. No, 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 no. I'm talking to Christ with Tabernacle Cathedral, isn't it? Be imitators of? Uh, which scripture tells me that? Put it there for them. I believe you know it. As God's beloved, what? Children, eh? So do we get it? Let me give you an analog rhythm here now. You see that Ephesians chapter 5, chapter 5, verse 1. Let's read together. Be imitators of God, therefore. The next verse says. Uh huh. So, Jesus accommodated you, accommodated one another. We are going places our morning will come soon within two years so you have Ephesians chapter 5 1 look at Galatians chapter 5 also those two five five number don't forget it Galatians Ephesians read the Galatians. What did he say? 
Not don't read like that. Read again. In case of freedom, that Christ has set us free. Not us. Read it again. In case of freedom, that Christ has set us free. Good. That's what I want to hear from you. So when all me, 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 me together, we become us. Let's read together one more time. It is for freedom. Yes. This is where we're going to end discussion today. Stand firm against the devil. Don't give him a rope. Tie your lion down. Break his teeth. Remove all his nails. So that he's harmless. He can only be there to protect. Are not all angels, ministering spirits sent to serve? So if you have a broken heart, let this word heal your heart. If you have people that you don't greet, tear that book. Don't make a mistake to die with book that they will look after you and the names of people you don't greet is there. If you have people that you hate, change your mind today. Hate no man because they are God's image. Don't let Satan push you against your God any longer. We now have a journey to go from next Sunday. Nothing will hinder us. Shall we stand up together, please? You're going to lift up your voice and thank God for tonight, today. Just give God praise for the revelation knowledge He's given you. Thank God for His mercy upon you. Thank God for His grace and mercy. Mm. Pray that God will sanctify your mind. Send his fire to your spirit, soul, and body. And destroy everything the devil has put in there. The angel who appeared to me said to me, and I told you, pray that God the Holy Spirit will send his fire to your spirit, to your mind, <clears throat> your soul, your body. Everything the devil has planted be destroyed. Ideologies that is not of God be shattered and pulled out from my heart. Begin to pray. Sanitize my heart, O oh God. Sanitize my spirit, O oh God. Sanitize my body, O oh God. My body is the temple of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, tell the Lord, all my temperament, take it out of me. Self-control, self-control, self-control. Tell the Lord, help me to behave like Jesus. Help me to behave like Jesus. Let the mind of Christ in me operate to the fullest. Lord, it is to go higher and higher. Help me to carry my cross. That I will not think my cross is a curse. It's not a curse. It's victory. <clears throat> oh Lord my God. Help me, O oh Lord. Help me, O oh Lord. Help me, O oh God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Lord, I pray for everyone under my voice. May the Lord grace you. May the Lord bless you richly. May the Lord enrich you in every way. May He grant you success in every mandate of, of God. Every mandate He gave you from heaven to fulfill, may you fulfill them. You will live long. To celebrate victories. In the name of Jesus. If the devil has stretched his hand in every any life. I break the chain of the devil. I command affliction to depart in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May your body be filled and charged with the power of the Most High. May it be saturated in heaven. 
Every tree devil break you, I command them to fail over you. He makes fool of the wisdom of the wise. He destroyed the counsel of the wicked one. He turned the reason of Satan to nonsense. Every counsel of the devil over your life for the month of May, of, of, of May shall be turned to foolishness. Amen. Whatever thoughts the enemy has concerning you shall not prevail. Amen. Your God will arrest your enemy before you. He will grant you success. He will grant you success. He will grant you success. You who have been living in regrets, I disconnect your regret from you. Because the Bible says, blessed is he whose sins are forgiven. No more regret. No more regret. Your sins are forgiven. No more regret. No more regret. Your sins are forgiven. Move on in God in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Receive the spirit of justification. Boldness to approach the throne of grace. Whatever the devil has hindered you for your past misdemeanor, I declare your sins forgiven. And I command those things. Be restored in the name of Jesus Christ. God told us yesterday night prayer that within the first seven days of May, there shall be restoration. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Heaven, open over in the name of Jesus. Every day of your life, you will live to celebrate God. As you walk with God, the Lord will walk with you. He will direct your path. And whither you go, you will hear the voice behind you saying, This is the way. Follow it. You will not choose wrongly. You will not make wrong choice in your life. The Lord will guide your heart and mind and open your eyes to see the right path. You will go according to the path of the Lord. Satan's trap will never catch you. Deception of hell will not override your heart. Every form of rebellion in the heart I rebuke in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I pray that the Spirit of the Most High will saturate your being. And yours shall be a delightful land. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Somebody say Amen. Somebody say Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. <laughs> Hallelujah forevermore. Don't forget the last two scriptures I gave you. And don't forget also Second Peter 1, 3. Understand this. God's design for your life is perfect. And God had given you grace to bring you into this covering, under this covering. I can say that one of the reasons is because God does not want you to fail at all. Are we together now? Together we will join forces to make sure that destiny of each person is fulfilled. Now, those of you who have been desiring the grace of God and the manifestation of gifts, you can begin to know the kind of mindset that can enter into it. And I work on that for the whole of May. So that God said to us that He's going to pour out His gift upon us in this season. I believe you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, no more talk, 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 talk. Yeah, if you talk at all, talk something, talk, 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 that Jesus can talk. Anything Jesus cannot be talking, don't talk it. Any discussion Jesus will not be engaging, don't, don't engage yourself in it. Let everybody do what they can do. And you focus on your life so that you are not detracted by the enemy as to hinder where God is taking you. That's the essence of today's message. May the Lord bless and enrich you greatly.
Please let me see it. Yes, put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. So if anybody is quarreling in, in marriage, make sure that you put it right. At least today is my, yesterday was my anniversary. Uh, you give that to me, amen. Every woman go and enjoy life with your husband. And every husband enjoy life with your wife whom you, you love. And let me say something to you. You know that yesterday was a that night anniversary, but guess what? We spent it with the workers, with the leaders. Even some women say that, ah, you are supposed to take me to Dubai. No, this is our Dubai. <laughs> yeah, we did our Dubai yesterday in Cathedral. And then from there we went to name the baby and then we had prayer. But I will still take my wife out. Don't go and say that, Apostle. So what is due to your wife? You, you know, I've, I've booked something for her. And it's a secret. <laughs> Because I said it does not unsecret it. <laughs> because she doesn't know when. We just, we just take her and she just find herself there. Ah, yes, well. We take her telephone and everything. There's no telephone in here. And we go and rest. So it's a good thing to do that. But we really had a good time with, with the leadership. European leaders yesterday was blessed. And the Lord will to bless every one of you for your works. Now, if you are worshiping in this hour for the first time, could you wave your hands? Anybody? Did you invite a friend today? We want to welcome you. Do we have anyone? Please, please, can you stand up? Can you stand up, please? Put your hands together for them. You are very well. You are very very welcome we celebrate you and i i'm sure you have been blessed now when you when we close there is um if you go to reception area at the desk there is a package that we've given to you which is our visitors pack we have a form there you can fill the form and drop it with us so that we can serve you better may the lord continue to strengthen and bless you please be seated yes i think i should conduct our offering let's bring our tyson offering to the lord and then I will give room to the to um, announcement, and then we close. The Bible says, "Bring all your tithes and offerings to my storehouse, and test me in this." Bow your heads and thank God who has provided for you. Father, we bless your name. For you are faithful. We thank you for your provision. We thank you for the grace of giving. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Do you have an anthem you want us to dance? We should just dance. All right, the choir said they don't have anthem today. All of us will sing. Ah, I remember. You didn't let me sing my song. <laughs> Is that not so? Yes. On Friday. Is it not Friday? 
I wanted to sing for the church. Let's stand up together, please. The choir will help me on this singing. And when apostles sing, all of you must sing. And you must dance. I had, I had people singing that song during the week somewhere. <laughs> and I remember that we used to sing it. Yes. Yes. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his gates with
We worship you with our spirit, Lord. Our soul magnify your name. Thank you for the privilege of life. As long as we live, we will bless your name. May your grace and mercy be upon all mankind. Lord, frustrate the plans of Russia for the month of May. For evil shall slay the wicked. Let your finger be seen among the rulers of Russia. From Rostov to Moscow, turn their nuclear pile into ashes. ashes. Every power they rely upon, let them vanish overnight. Show, Lord, that you defend the cause of the poor and the defenseless. Let the glory of God be seen over Ukraine. Every land that Russia had taken be restored back. The peace that had been stolen be restored back. Give Ukrainians the heart to forgive. When you have returned back their kingdom to them, and you have disgraced the spirit of Gog and Magog, and Moscow shall come down from the throne of the world for the evil they have done and be known no more that will give rise to the power and alliance that you have spoken about for a time strengthen your people and your church in this great season that the world has entered into open our ears to hear our eyes to see this is the holy offering that is brought by your holy people let your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice in Jesus holy and anointed name we are praying amen and amen please be seated before I call pastor Tad to come and announce can I personally say this to us today is first of May tomorrow is second and next tomorrow is third and we meet in this sanctuary for victory night tonight our meeting will be eight o'clock on zoom you stay at home because i've made a lot of declaration over your life but when we go in the evening it is intercession this month calls for serious inter- intercession on earth so eight o'clock make sure you join on the zoom but tomorrow you have been given the whole day to rest physically we will meet here at 8 p.m the meeting will start at 8 p.m and on tuesday we will finish so our 11 o'clock prayer will begin now on thursday for me they will get it now but then of course on saturday on wednesday we are going to have our seven o'clock bible study which will be on zoom but i want to tell you the lecture that I begin to speak about the operations of Satan in the last days, I will continue them every day, at least 30 minutes each day, giving you information. We're looking at tomorrow at the origin of Satan and the mandate of the devil. 
today I gave you a general preamble of how he operates in human mind. But tomorrow you will have a lot of scriptures from me so that you can know it and you can teach people. It's called devil exposition. You need to know it so that you can teach others. You will be able to you know, protect yourself and others that you can inform about this. So make sure you don't miss the meeting. I will be with you here tomorrow at at least workers will be here at 7 service will start at 8 and invite your friends there is always manifestation of deliverance whenever I teach devil exposition people who have been afflicted demons fly out of their body without anybody touching anyone so make sure you don't miss this your healing will take place restoration will take place and we will pray seriously too because it's prayer meeting for the victory night and God bless you Pastor Tyler please Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, we thank God for today, and I would not be repeating the announcements the Apostle has given. So I'll move to attempt number four, light of the world. How many men are in here in the auditorium? How many men are in here? How many of those who are in here recognize that they're members of the light of the world? Can I see that? A big wave and a bigger wave. There's some people I can see from here who are not waving. I'll name names because I can see. Praise the Lord. Okay, can we have that promo very quickly? Just a promo. Just to remind those who are still wondering what we're talking about. <coughs> Do we have a problem with the sound? of the world. The Light of the World is the Men's Fellowship of Christ Faith Tabernacle International Churches. We seek to impact our world through the experiential knowledge of Christ Jesus, building total men of God as husbands, fathers, and leaders within and outside the church. Prepare mighty men who will support the work of God in the church and make men ready for the harvest to come. Dear men, fathers, husbands, and youths, don't hesitate to join us as we raise fathers and leaders of tomorrow. Join us as we meet the third Thursday of every month to study the Word and share ideas on becoming a total man. Or participate in our enriching business and professional seminars and fun activities for the entire family. Call 079-844-38353. Email lotw at cftchurches.org. Can I ask that you just freeze that page at the moment? If you're a man and you've not been receiving any information from the church office concerning the light of the world. Can I ask, please, that you take down this number now and send a text message immediately. Just send a text message immediately. It's a church office telephone number or the mobile number and say, I would like to join the mailing list for the light of the world. 
I would like to join the mailing list for the light of the world. You'll receive information about the light of the world. All men, we need you. You need us. There's something we can do together that cannot be done just by sitting. Not, not the time that we spend here with the apostle. Not the time we spend here with the world. There's some things as men that we ought to come together to do in a bigger way. We need each other more than ever before. So I'd like to encourage you to be a part of this. Next month, June, is the Light of the World Annual Convention. And there are great things coming up. Now, I'd like to apologize that the link that we sent through last week was taken down because of some technicalities in it. But once you've sent your text mess- the text message, you definitely receive the link during the course of this week. So that you can fill in the details and we can engage better about the bigger things that we want to do as men. There are lovely things that God has in store for us. And some of it as well is for us to know each other better. Because that way we can network better and your businesses could be exponential as a result of that. Your careers would grow. The things that you think you're struggling with on your own, you'll, be, you'll discover that there's ease because the solution is right there under your nose and you don't know it. Praise the Lord. We want to collaborate for bigger things. And so I've taken some time. So women will forgive me today. We don't always do this, men. But we want the attention of all men. And those women whose husbands have not been joining Light of the World, make a note of it third Thursday of each month, put it in his diary. Don't make dinner at that time so it doesn't coincide. Put it in a diary and let's be each other's keeper. Let's be our brother's keeper. Remind them as well. Many people want to join, but something just comes in the way and they forget. Or perhaps it's you asking them to make that, you know, the DIY. So it can, the other things can wait. So let's take responsibility together. I'll also like to remind us that in the course of this month, or at the last Saturday of this month, we'll be having a fundraising work for Ukraine. Our brethren in Ukraine need us, they need our prayers, and they need our physical support as well. So at the end of this month, we'll be having a fundraising walk, and the walk will be from Bethesda all the way through to Cathedral. And there will be a bazaar as well on Sunday the 29th of May. Please get your sponsorships in line, get the QR code, get sponsorships, make sure we do something awesome. We want to do something awesome um, that we can, we, can, we can link up with the medical council. It's not just a case of just doing things. We want to target our giving and our support. And the people of our brethren in Ukraine would need us, not just for now, they will need us for a long time in prayers and in physical support and financial. Finally, I'd like to say that the jewel in the crown and the morning stars, the monthly meetings restarts today, the 1st of May. So parents who have been anxious, who have been saying, well, I'd like, when do the morning stars, morning, morning stars start, when do the jewel in the crown starts? Now, for those who are also wondering what this is all about, this group is for the boys and girls young adults, I call them, um, aged between 5 and 16 years who are interested in learning to play instruments. New joiners should please contact one of the following, Dickiness Inca. Um, she's not in the auditorium, is she? Or 
issue in the auditorium. Okay, I can see her standing, but she's way back behind. Pastor David is in front. Pastor David, please stand as well very quickly. Or please contact the church office. Please send a message to the church office if you would like your children to attend. Now, for those parents who had been attending, they would have received the notice in advance so they're prepared for, for, this, for the session today. If you'd like to find out what it's all about and you can wait, it's not going to hamper your plans for the afternoon. You're welcome to, meet, to wait behind as well to meet them um, for today. So new joiners are welcome from today and it's on the first Sunday of each month um, and it will be immediately after the service on the day here at the cathedral. Apologies, it's taking me a bit longer than I had intended to make the announcement. It was the men that caused it. I didn't plan that before. But it's okay. You'd forgive me. Finally, I'd like us as a church together, because we couldn't really, as a church, celebrate Apostle and Reverend Omar as their wedding anniversary. So I'd like us to stand together and to wish them a very, very, very happy anniversary. We're going to invite Mommy and Daddy forward to say happy anniversary from the entire CFT. Now, Hey, you're going to have to do twice the amount of work. You know why? Your brothers and sisters at Bethesda had to release Apostle and Reverend Omar quickly so they couldn't wait there to actually have this celebration. So you would do it not just on your behalf, but on their behalf as well. So if you are planning to have your decibels kind of like that low, you're going to raise it. Yes? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we're just going to say a very big, we just want to say, it's not, not too complicated. We're just going to say, from the bottom of our hearts, we'd like to wish. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So we'll just say together. Dad, Mom, from the bottom of our hearts, would like to wish you a very happy anniversary. No, hold on, hold on. We've not said it yet. I was only telling us what we would say. We've not said it yet, have we? Okay, now let's say it together. Dad, Mom, from the bottom of our hearts, would like to wish you a very happy anniversary. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Thank you very, very much. We want to take a shot. Okay. You need to create the song. Happy anniversary. I'll leave that in your hands. Happy anniversary.
Things are not just getting better now. Things have been better. So we want to sing to God be the glory for the great things that He has done in this marriage. There is no problem in my marriage, so we can't sing things are getting better. <laughs> but things are still getting better anyway. Power is spoken word. Okay, let me let me explain the things getting better. Love is getting stronger. Success is getting better. We have not read the height yet. We haven't read the height yet. Things are getting better doesn't mean there's a problem. What it means is that we are going from high to high. So that's what it means. So maybe. Alright, let's give her her song to God. anthem we sing every year for our anniversary. We will sing that anthem on Sunday. So don't miss it. We will sing on Sunday more than conqueror we are. But you remember I told you that the two rule the kingdom. You understand? So you have just seen that displayed now, didn't you? (laughs) We We are both captain of the ship. So when my wife's decision comes, I celebrate. When my decision comes, she celebrates. And that's how we have been sharing together. So you have a great lesson to learn in that, isn't it? 
Wow. Let me speak blessing over you. Amen forevermore. As you have celebrated us today, heaven will celebrate you. May the Lord answer you where you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May God send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May God remember all your labor, all your sacrifices, all your giving, and accept your bond offering, which stands for your prayer from you. May the Lord give you all the desires of your heart. May the Lord release help from heaven to you, even angelic messenger, to make your plans succeed. These seven days beginning will be a landmark for you. And the further days will rest upon the landmark. You will fulfill purpose and destiny. We will all shout with joy when we are victorious. And you shall be victorious in every battle. And we lift up the banner in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, may he remember the covenant with Abraham and fulfill in your life. May the God of Bethel, who revealed himself to Abraham and to Jacob at Bethel, may he visit you in your home and reveal himself to you, turning your dreams to revelations. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Shall we lift up our right hand together and let's read Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do it. That which is well pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Second Corinthians thirteen fourteen. Say to somebody, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. There shall be shouts of blessing that will fall in your house.
confession. God bless you and see you tonight. Please, let's be seated. Anoshas will lead us out row by row.